Welcome to a world of exploration, thought, and discussion, sequentially through 156 episodes of Rod Serling's seminal classic, The Twilight Zone. Welcome to Submitted for Your Approval. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. Yes, the Twilight Zone podcast, where I cover all 156 episodes of the classic series, Maybe not the 80s series, maybe not the 2000 series or the 2019 series. No, 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 no. We're talking about way back in the day. And and today I have with me a friend of the podcasting world. He does multiple podcasts. I, I met I met him on Blazing Caribou way back in the day. He has his show, Two Peas on a Podcast. It's Gerald Morris. He's had me on a long time. Gerald, welcome to the show, my friend. Brandon, what's up, brother? It is not the Twilight Zone when you and I get, get together. It's so comfy, cozy in here, man. I'm, I'm happy to be back with you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. It is, it is such a pleasure to have you. You have you have me on all of your shows all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know this is this is a this is my chance to host you to make <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that to make you feel comfortable and and at, and at home. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, how how are you doing this fine? evening or morning you know depending on who's listening yeah well for me it's evening and it's hot as we were talking about in the pre-roll so uh you know a little hot and sweaty but what are you gonna do man it's it's august you know what i mean but uh, i'm doing good man i'm doing good i'm living the covid life over here trying to keep things safe but uh like i said I'm, i love podcasting i love you so I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to bring those two things together tonight and talk about this with you man yeah fan wonderful 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 i picked i picked a, a, a doozy of an episode mm-hmm. uh for for you to today yeah uh you know just along the lines of of fellow podcasters i feel like we should have a showdown uh with with a certain <laughs> that's a, with a terrible transition and it doesn't actually apply to, to this at all <laughs> yes that's right we're talking about showdown with the rance mcgrew originally aired february 2nd of 1962 you got those triple twos in that date mm-hmm. starring larry blyden as rance mcgrew Robert Klein as Jesse James is directed by Christian Nyby. Uh, he directed other episodes. Cavender is coming. And this is it was written by uh, uh, Rod Serling, but it's based off of a story by Frederick L. Fox. Now, Gerald, uh, you, I, I, I set you up for this. I, g- I gave you I gave you the gave you the, the war now, as they say mm-hmm. in the business. Mm-hmm. It's time for a game called You, Me and IMDb Synopses. OK. And, you know, in the title of this game, it says you first. So I'm going to have you go first. Why don't you hit us up with a one or two sentence synopsis of the episode? Now, I did not look at IMDb, Brandon. And not only that, I watched this episode on Netflix and I purposely did not read the little Netflix, (laughs) uh, you know, description about it, how it'll give you a a few sentences about what it's about. I didn't read that. I just started playing the episode. What what I came up with from my synopsis uh, typed out that I'm pretty proud of, if I'm being honest. (laughs) I said a spoiled and pretentious Westerns TV star gets a taste of the old or I'm sorry, the real old West when he gets to share a real life scene with a pretty famous outlaw. Ooh, nice, nice. That that is that is that is really good. Uh, You know, I I pride myself on just being wonderful at synopses. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I, got I got I got I got to elevate yours above mine. Here, here's what I have, and, okay. and don't judge me. Don't don't judge me too harshly. Okay, never, never. If you're gonna make biopics, 
or biopics, at least make them accurate. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, okay. Yours is a little more blunt and to the point, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I didn't really know where to go. I was like, well, you know, he's, he's not, I, I was, I was, I was thinking of like, uh, any kind of like Buddy Holly or, uh, the Richie Valens, La Bamba, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to do a, a biopic about a, a star walk hard, you know, you gotta, you gotta make it accurate. Otherwise they're going to come back and get you eventually. Yeah. Uh, the IMDB version is you know, it's it's IMDb. They don't know what they're doing over there. The star of a Western TV series suddenly finds himself transported back in time to the real Wild West. And fa- oh, well, that's actually kind of similar to mine. And face to face with the real Jesse James. Okay, that was somewhat similar to mine, actually. It's it's similar. You know, it's it's plagiarism. Huh. They they probably they probably changed it because you you wrote yours last night. I looked this up today. They probably changed it in between then and now. Um, yeah. To, yeah. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, why did you Why did you throw this one at me? If you don't mind me asking, what What was like? Let's get Gerald to do the rants McGrew up. What What was that thought process? <laughs> well, you know, I, I was I was looking at the list of episodes that that are available, mm-hmm. and uh, you and I, every time we get around to talking to each other, we we end up talking about movies. That's that's. Yeah, your your sh- your show talks a lot about movies. We'll talk about movies here in a little bit, uh, not on this podcast, mind you. Um, and and so you know, although this is is talking about a, a television show, just that whole kind of television production, the yeah. the behind the scenes type of stuff that sure. that, that you and I are both interested in. I figured this was a good a, a good enough episode for us to, to chat about. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's kind of like a, a show within a show or a movie within a show. Yeah, yeah. So, so I can see that. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, you're not too offended by that. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know how much you know backlog you want me to give you, but this is an episode that I don't recall ever seeing before. It's possible that I did see it when I was young. My dad used to watch a lot of Twilight Zone reruns, mm-hmm. and I always thought it was really cool that he would like let me watch them with him. And you know, when you're seven, eight, nine years old, Twilight Zone can seem a little like risque. Like maybe I shouldn't be watching it. Um, it, it kind of toes that line with that sci-fi kind of scary vibes in, in some of the episodes, but I don't remember this one. So it was like seeing it for the first time. And if I did ever see it, I definitely don't remember it. So that was cool because it was like brand new to me. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, uh, there, there are episodes of this that I, of, of the series that I don't quite recall. And sometimes when I see him again, I'm like, Oh, do I do I do I know this one? I don't know right. if I've seen this one. Um, so it's it's always it's always uh, interesting to to get those perspectives of of kind of experiencing it for the, the first time again, right? Or for the actual first time, <laughs> right? <laughs> if that's right. okay. Um, Gerald, let, let me let me let me get let me get started here. You know, what are your initial thoughts when when you did start watching this episode as the episode went along? Well, I, I thought it was it was a bit of a surprising episode. I thought it was funny. I thought it was really funny. I think it's as uh you know, obviously it's got a little bit of slapstick in there, which doesn't typically go hand in hand with Twilight Zone, I don't think, at least not in the kind of zeitgeisty for, for Twilight Zone. But I thought it was funny, man. It had a lot of comedy bits. You know, there's different things built into it, even from a physical comedy perspective that I thought were really funny with you know, with him breaking the mirror and catching the whiskey bottle and like, 
there was a lot of uh, a cool, funny things incorporated. And even the dialogue that he shares with the real Jesse James and stuff is kind of comedic. Um, and he's kind of just a joke anyway, this <laughs> Ransom McGrew character. So I remember, you know, when I, I just saw it yesterday and I remember yesterday watching and just kind of thinking like, okay, well, this is cool, but it's also not what I expected. I always kind of expect to be creeped out with, with Twilight Zone and this one didn't do that at all. I just looked at it more from like a comedic perspective. Yeah, the there the Twilight Zone for the comedy type episodes that it, that it has usually it's it's maligned. It's it's not it it's mm. not any fans favorite episodes normally. Right. And and yet, you know, the 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 standard fare is oh well, it's twists and and creepy. So then when it does get into a comedy episode Especially people are like, okay, no, Mighty Casey with a with a baseball robot. Yeah, that's it's dumb. Right. I well, I I legit laughed a couple times in in this episode. Me too. Yeah. Uh, and and just just the way um the 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 main actor Larry Blyden who is who's play plays Brands McGrew just some of the the faces he makes um when he when he breaks the when he initially breaks the bottle um <laughs> and. And then he he drinks out of it, and then he yeah. takes the glass out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, it which which by the way, like I laughed at that, but I also thought, why didn't the director cut that piece out <laughs> and just be like, right, like right, no, right. Uh, okay, rants, no, let's start, let's start that again. Um, but there def- definitely laugh out loud parts, which again is not the norm for a, a twilight zone episode right that's what i was thinking too and again i haven't seen a twilight zone or at least you know from the 60s i haven't seen one of those episodes in many many years probably since my high school years at, at the most recent and this is one that i had never seen or don't recall like i mentioned but you know another thing that i think kind of speaks to this particular episode is that i have a seven-year-old son and when i was watching it he was doing uh something upstairs and i was like oh let me throw this on it's only 25 minutes like um, let me just knock this out real quick and he came down about halfway through it and halfway through the episode. And at that point, I knew, no problem, man, you can watch this with me. But prior to starting it, I specifically started that episode when he wasn't around because in my head, I didn't know that I was ready to introduce a seven-year-old to Twilight Zone. But halfway through the episode, this episode was already telling me, yeah, it's okay to watch it with your seven-year-old. <laughs> so he watched the back half of the episode with me. Um, so I don't know if that speaks a little bit to kind of the aura of this episode. I just feel like it's just, it's very lighthearted and kind of funny, which is not what I expected going into it is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I, I thought I found it interesting that the, that they spent so much time establishing how, how cocky, how, Mm -hmm. how unwarrantedly cocky, uh, Rance McGrew is. Right, where you know, driving up late, uh, bossing the director around, uh, do, telling the uh, the one dude to get out of his chair, mm-hmm. um, and then and then just being so incompetent when it actually comes to to being an actor, and in the Jesse James part doesn't actually happen until you know a little over halfway through the episode. Yeah, it takes a while, and. Like I said, I didn't read anything about it ahead of time, so I didn't know it was going to go there. And you're right. Like, I'm thinking, like, halfway through the episode, like, what what is this? Like, I didn't know if there was going to be, like, a murder on the set or, like, somebody was going to accidentally get shot or, like, I, like, I didn't know what was going to happen 
to make it, you know, a true Twilight Zone episode, if you will. Yeah. So when it did happen, it was kind of like jarring at first. Um, and I don't want to get ahead of wherever you want to go. No, no, like, no. It's free. It's free form. We, we go wherever yeah. the, the conversation yeah. takes. <laughs> cool. But, you know, when that twist or like whatever happened, whatever you want to call it, um, it was kind of jarring because... I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see that coming even remotely. Like I didn't know that's where the episode was going because I didn't know anything about the episode going into it. You know, I went in completely blind. Now, now, when you when you when you when you say twist, are you talking about him being transported into? Right, that's what I mean. Okay, all right. Yeah, when he like left the film set and ended up back in you know, our, I assume in the old west. Like that was jarring for me because at first I didn't kind of I didn't kind of know what was happening, and then I kind of like realized, oh, okay, this is the real Jesse James, and like. You know, he's back in the real scenario. Like, I kind of got it eventually, but not knowing anything and not reading the synopsis beforehand, you had to kind of stop and think about it for a second. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that. I, th- I think I, I well, you're about to say something. Go, go ahead. No, no, that's it. That's, that oh. was the end of my thought. I think <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you on the, on the, the, the jarring piece. I know that they, they have the, the transition where they fade out the, the dude who's in the rafters fades out. Then it's just the room. The guy who's acting as Jesse James, who's on the floor. He, uh, you know, he disappears. Right. And then, then, then the real Jesse that well the, the old man comes in he's like, ah, Jesse's looking for you, rants, uh, Marshall. And then the actual Jesse James walks in. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a jarring piece there for me because it's not immediately clear that, Jesse James is uh, knows is is meta aware of of Rance McGrew as as an actor. Right, like, that piece doesn't show up until uh, you know a couple minutes into the, their their conversation w- with right. each other. Um, and, and so that getting to that transition w- was jarring for me. Yes. I see that he did mention. I remember Rance mentioning that he'd won an Emmy, and I thought at the time that it was weird <laughs> that. Um, Jesse James kind of knew what he was talking about because I don't. Did you catch that? Like he was like, "Yeah, I'm an actor. I've won an Emmy." And <laughs> Jesse James is like, "I know you have." You know, like he didn't even like. It's like he knew what an Emmy was, which of course they weren't around in the old west. Yeah, right. So, so I remember thinking that was kind of weird at the time. Like, why didn't he question what an Emmy was, or like, what did you say? What's an Emmy? You know? Yeah. It, it, well, there's there's that consistency of of what he's aware of and what he's not aware of. Right. Uh, it it it's clear by the end of the episode that he is aware of Hollywood and aware of television shows, mm-hmm. and and so he would be aware of, of vaguely what a, what an Emmy is. But then but then there's a line in there where he says, "There's there's no what do you call it stunt stunt person." Mm-hmm. We're like, well, you know what an Emmy is, man. You don't know what a you don't know what a stunt person is, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. See, it seems very selective. You're right. <laughs> Um, so we, there's the the question of, is this the past? Is it, or is this ghost world? Is it ghost history world? Or is it just, is it like lost where it's just a waiting room and they're all waiting, they're they're all waiting to die? I don't know, man. I'm interested to hear what you think. Um, you know, I didn't really think about that. So you just asked it just now. Um, but I, I guess like, uh, unconsciously, I kind of think that, I don't know, maybe it was like a time travel situation. I don't know. I mean, he definitely got transported back there, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's in his mind, like a 
what was uh, like a Wizard of Oz type situation where he was just dreaming. I have no idea. Um, but <laughs> yeah. he was definitely in a different time. And then later at the end of the episode, Jesse James is, is in the quote unquote future or 1962 or whatever. So I don't know, maybe a time travel situation, but I'm not sure. Obviously, I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I, I, this, this might have just been a really dumb question. We didn't actually need to to explore it at all. Um, but it, it does. It actually brought something else up that I that I actually do want to to question. Sure. Which is, um, so I, I think maybe it's a just kind of like a, an alternate dimension piece, like a, mm-hmm. like a waiting area type piece. Cause mm-hmm. Jesse James talks about uh, talking to the boys upstairs and Billy kid and, uh, Oh yeah. You're dunk, right. Dunk yeah. Boys and all that type of jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that piece, these, these were outlaws, right? These are, these are, these are not good people that we were, were they people that we we're supposed to mythologize or, or look up to like, why, why are they getting a, um, a golden ticket into the place upstairs. Well, I guess, uh, well, first of all, I don't know what upstairs is. I guess that's the point that we don't Uh, really know, but um, I I guess they were such catalysts for what Hollywood uses and was using in these Westerns. Cause you know, gun smoke and some other things that were going on in the 1960s were huge. And uh, you know what I mean? Like in other words, without them, Maybe they think without us, these shows wouldn't exist and you wouldn't have a job portraying us. Do you, do you know what I mean? So I don't know if they kind of look as themselves as a higher being because of that. Hmm. Hmm. There, there, there's another episode of the Twilight Zone, a game of pool, mm-hmm. uh, uh, where, where, a, where a man is playing pool against Minnesota Fats. And uh, the reason uh, Fats, who had died, this guy wanted to be the best. He wanted to beat the best. And so fats came down from heaven and, and this dude beat, uh, beat him. Mm-hmm. Well, then he became a legend and all legends have a, a place up in heaven where they get called on periodically to, mm-hmm. to challenge or to defend their throne against challengers. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe in, in a sense, similarly here, you know, Jesse James, right. Dalton boys, all, all of them are like, all right. Okay, that that that's enough. We're legends. We're not we're not dealing with this any, any yeah. anymore. Rance McGrew is not worthy of our story, you know. Yeah. Yeah, this 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 mother trucker's no legend. <laughs> right. <Okay>. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh what what did you what did you think of the the portrayal of Jesse James in in this episode? You mean the real dude? The yeah. Real, um I, mean, I thought it was cool. I, I don't think it was. It's definitely never what I've thought of when I've thought of Jesse James. I thought he was definitely more down to earth and more, um, kind of, kind of like safely uh, controlling his dialogue. Where I think of Jesse James as much more of a reckless figure. Mm. Um, this guy seemed much more kind of disciplined and normal, <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it. Um, than what I typically think of when I think of Jesse James or Billy the Kid or any of those guys. I think of just kind of flying off the handle and being super reckless. But this guy was kind of like he just walked in from like the accounting firm, you know, and just kind of sat down and wanted to talk to you about the weather. You know, it was a very kind of normal (laughs) dude. Uh, I thought the actor, you know, was fine. I I thought he was intriguing. It just was definitely a different take on on that character. Mm -hmm. 
in they they have to i guess juxtapose the who jesse james actual is uh versus the the one dude who is glorifying jesse james who's playing jesse james in in the real world mm-hmm. um i I I do I do think that little bit is interesting where he says Jesse James wouldn't shoot somebody in the back. Right. Like, uh and the director's like, yeah, but Rance McGrew would. That was a little thing. Um and then like they're like holding their when when actor Jesse James and Rance McGrew are about to show off and they're like they have that weird that weird gunslinging pose where they're kind of limp wristed. Right, 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 right. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, yep. Uh just just the absurdity of, of of western Hollywood. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's a really weird um I th- I think it's a weird outdated depiction and that was even in 1962 when you said this came out. So Yeah. It, it's definitely almost like cartoonish in a way like uh you know Yosemite Sam, you know, <laughs> coming in coming into the saloon which that's another reason why this this episode just kind of screams comedy to me, just because some of those things are so kind of foolish and outlandish. Uh, they don't seem uh, as real world and as as frightening as some of the things in the old West probably were. You know? Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, are are there any other kind of observations that that you have from the episode or that that you wanted to to speak on? No, I mean th- there was you already kind of mentioned how they just went to great lengths to kind of show what a kind of pretentious, selfish prick this guy was, Rance McGrew. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I was going to mention that you already touched on that beautifully, but you know, I thought, I mean, I thought it was enjoyable. I enjoyed my time with it. I just, it just wasn't what I was expecting. So I don't know if that's good or if that's bad. I haven't really decided yet. I mean, I saw it like, you know, 12 hours ago. So, (laughs) Um, but I enjoyed it. I I thought it was good. Well, I, I'm curious if you did. Are you, are you a fan of this episode? I, I, I am. This, this is an episode. I, I know what the plot is, mm-hmm. and and in my mind, it it abbreviates everything. So, uh, you know, even in my synopsis, it was yeah, bi- biopics, and you know, make sure it's accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but my memory didn't account for the first half of the episode, which is genuinely funny. And mm-hmm. with, with genuinely funny bits, the uh, throwing out the the director and maybe the set guy, mm-hmm. uh, the prop guy. Uh, whenever Rance McGrew breaks a piece of glass, the <laughs> the director hands the prop guy, you know, a five dollar bill or whatever. Um, I love it, I love the bit with the whiskey bottle too. When he like hugs the bottle because he doesn't want <laughs> another one to fall on the floor. You know, yeah, that was that was hilarious to me. Like he just grabbed it and hugged it. You know. He put he he put English on that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you can put English on a bottle. <laughs> uh, the the bit about the the stuntman calling the the stuntman every every for yeah every yeah yeah that was good too that was uh, funny too and then him just being beat the shit and then like hey you did a good job hey nice job man yeah thanks Mister McGrew <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was great too yeah it was just a funny episode yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you I obviously I, I give I give everyone this opportunity, Gerald, and you're mm-hmm. no, you're no you're no exception. Mm-hmm. What do you rate this episode overall in in whatever whatever scheme you choose? Yeah, uh, you know I wish you'd kind of hardline me so I'd have something to st- stick to, but I do like to rate out of ten when I do movies and stuff. So okay, 
I'll stick to a 10 rating. And, you know, it was enjoyable, but I think, I think the fact that it wasn't creepy or, you know, sci-fi enough for me going into it, which is what I expected, that hurt it a little bit. I kind of wanted, I was kind of salivating a little bit more for that. Mm. Um, and like I already said, this was more just kind of a lighthearted, funny story with a little bit of a twist on it, which was great, but it just wasn't what I was expecting. So I would probably say a 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. Mar- mark it, marking it down, marking it down. Uh, I... I will go with a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. I I, I think I think had a before I watched it again, I would have agreed with you on the, the six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh but because I never get legitimate laughs out of a Twilight Zone normally, that was shocking to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh because of that, you know, if, if something makes me laugh, you get you get a you get a bonus point. Mm-hmm. So that that's what that's what it gets. Seven out of ten for me for the for this episode. That's cool, man. Now, last little bit for for talking about Showdown with Rance McGrew. Mm-hmm. It's the second game. It's second game time. It's time for choosing your own end venture. Mm-hmm. Gerald, you have to come up with, and you already did, you have to come up with an alternate ending for this episode. What is your alternate ending? Well, Brandon, I'm going to make it creepy because I'm a dark dude. And uh, <laughs> this episode didn't give me that that I was craving was this kind of dark place, kind of sci-fi creepiness, you know. So I said, all right, let me do it myself. So I was excited that you have this game. <laughs> and I came up with this fairly quickly. So I don't want, you know, your callers to call 911 or anything. I'm not going to do anything crazy, but I'm just a dark guy. So what I said for my alternating, OK, let me just read it off of my notes here. I said, James and McGrew actually have a showdown. When the guns go off, McGrew expectedly loses. Then we cut to the mirror back on the set that was so prominently featured in the first half of the episode. And McGrew is stuck in the mirror, forced to watch James, who is living out his life as a TV star. Oh, <laughs> hey, that, that's that's pretty good, man. I don't know, man. What do you think? It's kind of it's kind of dark, right? But I mean, it, no, no, that that's good. That that's good. That that it takes it takes all of the the lighthearted stuff that that we see, and I mean, it 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 could still be creepy in a lighthearted way. That he's yeah. just he's just stuck in the mirror, like oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right, you're, you're doing it wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh but but. With with the the director and and the prop guy and the the bartender and all the extras, just uh, giving him props in <laughs> that props. Look, I'm a '90s kid. Give, mm-hmm. Giving him giving him props for doing such a good job, and and Jesse James looking like Rance McGrew, uh, mm-hmm. and it, everyone's just so excited. They're like, finally, we have somebody who's just who's who's not a cocky shit. Right, 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 right. <laughs> no, I, I dig that. That's a solid idea, man. Thanks, man. Um, I mean, I, I came up with it fairly quickly, and I'm like, I'm going to stick with it. I, I like it. So, yeah, I, go back to 1962 and uh, see see what we can change. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I, I here here's here's my alternate ending. All right. Um, and it's it's not necessarily an alternate ending. It's a continuation of the ending that we have. Uh, that you don't see in theaters. Which is, look, people are going to stop watching this show. It's inevitable. You know, they they want to watch Rance McGrew win. That's what they want to watch. 
Mm-hmm. And if they and, they, and if they keep seeing him get his get his ass beat, uh, getting tossed through windows, <laughs> having Billy the Kid shoot the lamp out of his hand, right, kind of from the hip, from a distance, the show's not going to last long. And if the show doesn't last long, then Jesse J- Jesse James ain't going to have any use for him anymore, right? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen then? Well, what's going to happen then is it's going to be like an odd couple type of uh, situation where Rance, Rance McGrew is looking for odd jobs in Hollywood, you know, doing waiter gigs, you know, uh, maybe, maybe commercials, maybe commercials, and Jesse James just just always by his side. Just telling him how <laughs> it's it's just a kooky waiter type of situation. Yeah, you got to hold the shampoo bottle like this, so the label's facing out during the commercial, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, perfect. Like, and you're like, you owe me this, Rants. <laughs> you you owe you owe me and the boys this. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you could do you you pitch something that could be like a whole TV series in and of itself. You know, just a spinoff. Yeah, and That's the, theme, great. the theme song goes bump bump bump. Bum. It's the Rants and James show with like with like pistols firing off in the background. Pew pew. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, I think we all know who won that that uh, that game. But you know, if if you have any uh, debate about it, please hit us up on Twitter. Uh, I'll I'll say that later. S four Y podcast. But you know what? What I want you to do is I want you to go out and I want you to go find Gerald mm. and two peas on a podcast. How, how can people find you? I'll be, I'll be trapped in the mirror. I'm just kidding. You can find <laughs> me. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at two peas on a pod. And that's T W O spelled out. Brandon's been on the show before. We have a new guest host every week. We rotate and rotate and guest host with me every week. And we do a top five countdown show. So we, countdown everything in the world of movies music tv and pop culture a different countdown every week and we try we try to have a good time we're hosted on podbean and you can find us on all the podcast platforms under two p's on a podcast and just remember that's twf spelled out and you will find us heck yeah heck yeah you you will indeed find him he does a great does a great show uh you have you have so many top five lists out there you've Mm -hmm. covered so much so much information you've had so many you had so many great folks on uh you know present company excluded nah come on man we're we're getting together to do our top five movies based on graphic novels which is a topic that you came up with i'm I'm looking forward to that yeah yeah i'm I'm excited for it uh but really what i'm excited for is to get this episode out and have more folks hear hear from you i really appreciate you coming on the show gerald anytime man uh it's a blast you know i'm a big fan of yours so thank you so much for having me And that was, of course, my friend Gerald, who I was so happy to have on the show to to talk to talk about this particular episode, the goofy Hollywood westerns of the Twilight Zone. If you want to get a hold of this show, you can do that in a few ways. You can do that on Facebook, facebook.com slash S4YA podcast, Instagram and Twitter at underscore or S4YA underscore podcast, email S4YA podcast at gmail.com or find this episode. Many, many other episodes, many other things over at www.apatheticenthusiasm.com. Uh, if you like, if you like the show, if you like listening to the show, make sure you head out to whatever podcast app of your choice, leave a review, 
Uh, it doesn't really do anything for ratings, but it does let me know that, eh, you know, I'm either really, really crappy or really, really good. Uh, I'm and I'm good with mediocre. I'm not opposed to that at all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of the show and supporting me and every other guest that's ever been on this. And until next time, I'm Brandon, and this was submitted for your approval.